Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Snickles. I'm Jake, the smart Snickle Smith. I'm Darren, the thick Snickle Hone, the thickle, if you will. Um, and today we have a very special episode. It's our Oscars prediction episode, uh, 2020 Oscars. We did this the did this last year, too. <clears throat> Not for the 2020 Oscars <clears throat> last year. Oh, that's what I was... Okay. That's why I got so many wrong. I thought it was weird that last year you said that uh, you said the Grudge would win Best Picture, even though that didn't. That's not even nominated. Like that's not even up for this year. That's next year will win. I still think that there it has a pretty good chance. Uh, that's a good storyline. I think that the director is misunderstood, <clears throat> and that's the only reason that it had bad reviews. But I'm holding on for the Grudge, you know. I have a grudge I for the think grudge. That, yeah, I think that it's it's about time that we give this franchise its due. Uh, it's been how, however many movies there are. <clears throat> and I feel like there's been a lot of disrespect over the years, a lot of anger, and like honestly, I, I feel like there's been some bullying to towards the director and the writers and the actors. Uh, I think it's time, as a culture, that we realize like that we owe so much to this movie culturally. I think, isn't the first Grudge actually pretty good? Is it Japanese? I think it's Japanese. It's Japanese. I've never seen it. <laughs> I've heard it's actually very good. And then it's just unfortunate what America has done to it. Trying to re- yeah. recapture that same lightning <laughs> in a different bottle. I went... My friend and I, I think we talked about this on the pod before. I can't remember. We went to see The Grudge, like the Japanese The Grudge, at like a midnight showing. And first of all, my phone died and I was walking home. And it was one of those things where, you know, like you're walking and with the streetlights, like all of a sudden your shadow is ahead of you. Yeah. Oh. That happened and I, I fucking freaked out and I spun around and there was no one else on the street. So that was, that must have been extra freaky. Yeah, but. Uh, it turns out that even though it was the grudge and it was Japanese, it was not the original. It was like the third in the, in the Japanese series or something. Oh. So it was like pretty confusing what was going on. <laughs> yeah, I could, I could see that. I remember, uh, like a long time ago, like around the time that the first American grudge had a lot of hype, uh, my stepbrother had a DVD copy of the first Japanese grudge in our basement, and it terrified me. I was really young, and I didn't even want to look at that DVD cover because it was so creepy. And then I saw the American grudge, and it really was scary as a kid, but um, most of that was because of the sound that they make with their mouth. Everything else wasn't that scary, though. Yeah, it's mostly just me about to order something at Starbucks. It's really the sound that they made. It's really just a customer thinking about what they want to eat. That's a terrifying noise if you've ever worked in a restaurant. It is pretty scary. (laughs) 
It's a it's a spooky sound. Yeah. Um. Well, that's good. Darren, how is your week going? Uh, it's it's good. I went to Joshua Tree this weekend. Um, my favorite U two album. Uh, that's what, also what the friend that I brought said. Uh, he said it was his favorite U two album, and I'm like, great. Let's leave it at that. Uh, <laughs> I uh, we we went on a hike. They. The two people I took are not. It's actually uh, Zoo, fuck. Zootopia. It's not Zootopia. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's uh, not Zootopia. That's the movie. Um, fuck. What's the fuck? God damn it. There's Never a Denzel mind. Curry album called Zoo. Um, it's very good. Uh, tangents. Anyway, we went on a hike. So. Uh, the people I took with me are not really, they're kind of like, they're kind of city slickers like me. Uh, they, but they don't hike. They don't like, they like hiking, but they don't go on as many hikes as I do. So, so you're better than them. So I'm better than them is what I'm saying. And thank you for, for, uh, for just making it known, Jake. Um, yeah, so. I was kind of like teaching them the ropes. They did bring like better equipment than I did, which I thought was kind of funny. Uh, not ironic because the people, it seems that the people who don't camp that much always bring like the best equipment. Uh, that makes sense. They had like a big, like eight person tent and they had zero degree sleeping bags, which <laughs> were packed <laughs> inside space bags rather than just rolled up the way they're supposed to be, which actually ended up taking up more space. Because the space bags just blew up the more <laughs> the closer we got to Joshua Tree. Uh, so, because it got a lot hotter. Um, and uh, I actually used one of the zero degree sleeping bags and I was in their eight person tent. I just like threw my tent back in their car. And yeah, it gets cold as hell in uh joshua tree at night it gets really yeah, really cold, cold. as hell it gets cold as hell i mean hell froze over a while back that's what the eagles uh the eagles pretty much just decided that back when they did their live studio album um it's a live studio it's a studio that's in a live setting it's a live studio album um mm. anyway we go on this hike the hike is Lost Horse Mine. It's an old mine that's been caved in. And you can still see all these preserved mining um, facilities. There's lots of equipment. There's like uh, remnants of mine carts and explosives in lots of places from way back when. Um, and we, I guess it's like the most popular. It's one of the most popular hikes at the National Park. So we pull up. And there's a sign on the turn-in for the parking lot that says parking lot closed. And we're like, fuck. All right, I guess we'll look for other parking spots because they have, like, pull-outs on the road that you can park in and then walk down to wherever you're going. So we, like, we we found no, no spots on the side of the road either, at, like, going up. We go up to this, like, lookout, and it, you can see, like, the San Andreas Fault and everything. We come back down. Like, we pass the parking turn in again that says parking lot full so we park on the side of the road about a mile down and we're just like you know what fuck it we'll just hike to the parking lot so we hike 
two we hike we parked about a mile away from the turn in and then from the turn in it's still about a mile to get to the parking lot so we added two miles to our hike there which is a 6.4 mile hike i believe so we we hiked two miles there 6.4 miles around and then we hiked two more miles back so we're looking at about a 10 mile hike over 10 miles of a hike about 10 and a half i'd say <laughs> and uh uh our feet were dead but i was really surprised with like how okay with it everyone was uh, <laughs> and yeah i mean lots of good pictures were taken um how long did that all take we started probably like 1.30, and then we got back into my car by the time it got dark. So it was okay. probably like 6 by the time we got back into our car. Okay, that's not so bad. No, it wasn't too bad. It was just surprising how much we fucking hiked for, you know? Um, yeah. Other than that, yeah, just lifting a lot. I'm, li- I'm back on the gym grind, Jakey. I'm doing power lifts. Wow. Yeah. How much are you lifting? Lots, dude. Fucking thousand pounds, dude. Every day. Is that like if you add up thousand pounds all your, all, all your reps? Yeah, like yeah, you know, if if I add up every rep I do in the entire day, then yeah, I can get <laughs> it adds up to right under a thousand pounds. So yeah, a thousand pounds. When I think of all the reps I do in the day. Let's see. I wo- to ju- we'll just say today. I woke up. I ripped a couple two pounders, one hand each. So I'd say that's about four pounds. You ripped um, a couple two pounders. Well, I, yeah, a couple. You ripped one. You ripped each. a couple. Yeah, dude, ripped a couple curls. Oh, I see. Was that to get the food into your curls. mouth? No, no, no. These were these were uh, two pound two pound dumps. Two pound dumps. Two pound dumps. Oh, gotcha. Like the lollipop, the dum dum lollipop. Gotcha. Yeah, so I ripped two of those, one rep each hand, uh, each arm really. So that's about four pounds on the day. Uh, I put my glasses on. Um, we'll call that another pound. Get up to an even five. Uh, Your glasses are pretty heavy. I mean, those are some thick frames. Yeah. They really well, cover out most of your face. They cover your pretty much your entire cheekbones and your forehead. I, it's actually designed after the Daft Punk helmets. Oh, okay. That's why. So how expensive were those expensive or custom made or do they just uh, have a lot of them? They probably were expensive back when Daft Punk was cool. But now that they're not cool, that, they're just handing them out. Yeah, that fade, is, that fade, that fad. Yeah. That fa- the fade, dude. That, yeah. Fade. Yeah. I oh also I'm working on getting a I'm gonna get a fade. Yeah, me so as well. Well, with the the gla- the glasses. Uh, so yeah, let's just call that. I mean, we we you could round that up to a thousand pounds also. So let's just say we both lifted a thousand pounds today. Great. Oh, awesome. Yeah. I, yeah, I think we can round yours up. I mean, if you're going to round it to the, up to the nearest thousand, it's a 1,000. Yeah, that's true. So I think we're, uh, that's pretty fair. I'm happy with that. Because I, 
I didn't lift zero pounds, so it doesn't make sense to round down. Yeah. I I mean, I'm with you. I feel you. like I should at least get credit for the, the lifts that I did. Jake, I'm with you. I'm not fighting you on this. Yeah. I'm like Good. 100%. I understand that you, you're lifting just as much as I am. Roughly. I, I don't know, like, pound for pound if it's exactly the same, but we both rounded up, lifted about 1,000 pounds. Yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. Um... Uh, what else? Oh yeah, Super Bowl. We came back for the Super Bowl, um, and it was one of those games where I was like kind of happy with whoever won. I didn't really, I didn't really have any stake in it. I like both of those teams, and you like the Chiefs, Broncos division rival Chiefs. Yeah, uh, I now have a Chiefs uh, fan in my family, and. I do like Patrick Mahomes as a quarterback. I think he's very good. So uh, I was into both of them. Uh, I know that's also uh, hurtful because we there's a former Bronco player on the 49ers too. But yeah, you know, um, I'm just happy. So I'm I'm just happy someone's repping the AFC West for for you know because like when when all said and done. If it was the Raiders, I would definitely be against them. But I'm just happy that I would say the the Chiefs are my second favorite team of the AFC West. Uh, I okay, that's fine. I don't care. Okay. Uh, second to last touchdown. A little bit sus though. Don't know if I agreed with that one. Still happy they won a Super Bowl. Andy Reid's first Super Bowl, so I am the walrus, you know? That's true. He is the walrus. What, hey, I, I know that the Sonic movie is almost out, but we need to talk to the studios about getting Andy Reid in there as Eggman. That's always what I, that's always what I want when I see a Sonic trailer. Like, Jim Carrey, sure, but like honestly, at the end of the day... It needs Who to be. Who would we rather see? Who would we rather see? It needs to be Andy Reid or Jim Carrey. Yeah. I mean, just think also, about that. If 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 we're just pitching ideas, if we're just throwing stuff out there, just blue sky in. Why not bring back Ace Ventura with Andy Reid as Ace Ventura? Why not just? Yeah, I mean, why stop there? Uh, why not? Why not? Why stop there? Why why not replace? Jim Carrey as a person with Andy Reid. Like, just um, fake his death and change oh. his identity to Andy Reid. Yeah. Have Andy Reid's ex-wife be an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. It's <laughs> a bizarre turn of events on that one, huh? <laughs> Pretty bizarre to see. Is it Jenny McCarthy or Jenna McCarthy? It's Jenny McCarthy, right? Jenny. I know there's yeah. there's there's both. I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken, I believe there are there there's two. Both of them exist, uh, and they're both famous somewhat. That's possible. Uh, Definitely possible. Um. Yeah. Interesting turn of events on that one. How that ended up. Uh, yeah. She years ahead of her time. She was a visionary. We should have listened to her. Yeah. We're still dealing. We're still dealing with the repercussions of not having listened. <laughs> back on the super bowl stuff um oh yeah i heard 
I don't know if this is true, but I heard that before the game starts, they make both team they make both team versions of Super Bowl champion hats and shirts uh, before the before the game ends. And then when the opposite team went when the other team wins, they sell the losing team's shirts for like highly discounted prices, like five dollars each or something like that. Do you know if that's true? I don't think that what I've always seen is that they don't even sell them. They just like send them to Africa to like poor people. Is that really what happens? That's what I've that's what I've heard over the years. Okay. Because like I've never seen. I don't think someone just wearing a shirt of like the opposite result, you know? Yeah. Otherwise, you know, I'd have my Super Bowl 48 Broncos <laughs> champion jersey or whatever. Oh, yeah, I would. I would shirt. definitely. Maybe we need to go to Africa and buy one off of some guy just so we can have yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, actually, so that's what they say. But that's just like that's just like them. Because obviously like, they know. What wink, the wink. Be. Yeah. When really they're just burning them. No, no, I'm like they don't even make them because obviously they just follow the script. Oh yeah, that's uh, true. Yeah. Yeah. So there's really no need to make both shirts. Yeah. Uh, we need to we need to put some conspiracy videos on our YouTube channel. I, I think. Um, I am kind of I'm kind that's... of enjoying going down a rabbit hole of conspiracy stuff. Tbh. And this podcast That's could interesting be totally that you're different. bringing this up like unrelated to what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, sorry. No, I'm just yeah, I just wanted to bring that up uh cuz I did have that epiphany this weekend that I am into conspiracies. Nothing to do yeah. with your NFL talk, but I am What's into hey, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Um global warming is a communist uh is a um, communist lie. All right. So my week was pretty good. Um, <laughs> what'd you do this week, Jake? Uh, I had sort of just like a, a, a low key week. I just getting back into the swing of school. I've got class every day. So it's been like, it's, it's, it's pretty exhausting. I'm teaching two classes this semester instead of the one I did last semester. So it just feels like I've always got shit to do. How does it feel uh, to be a teacher that also has a podcast and at any moment one of your students could just go on iTunes and find out that you talk, one, to a <laughs> legitimized psychopath every week, and two, that you are a Nazi? Uh, Well, I guess it'd be weird for them to find out that I talked to a psychopath. But they know about the other one. Okay. <laughs> Uh, I do, I do oftentimes wonder like what, what they would say (laughs) if they heard, uh, especially it it varies from episode to episode how I would feel if they heard it. Um, (laughs) yeah, I suppose. I think some of our more recent ones I would feel better about and then some other ones I would probably be deeply embarrassed by. Um, but I don't know. Hard to say. Well, you're not going to run for mayor. I'll tell you that much. Are you? Uh, no, I wasn't planning on it. But now, okay. Now that I mentioned, now your, your brain's all gone. I didn't even, yeah. I butterflies might. in your stomach. 
So keep going about your week. Yeah. Uh, I went to a Super Bowl party. I watched like two minutes of the game. Just didn't really care. Uh, I found it harder and harder to care about football as the years have gone on. Just because like these are people like sort of killing themselves. Uh, I when we get into reviews, there there's actually a review that I really want to talk about, and we won't have time to talk about it this episode. I actually started making an, a Snickles YouTube video about this topic, <laughs> and it ended up being too sad, so I'm not going to post it. But uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we will get into this topic next okay. week when we do reviews, because there's a there's a, something I watched that I want to review that has a lot to do with this. I can guess what it was. I'm you probably for can, a second, yeah. for a second, I thought you were gonna be like, "Well, Jake, they signed up for it." <laughs> <I was gonna, laughs> just like the way that you were like, "Uh," and I was like, "Oh God, here we go." <laughs> the the fights last week weren't enough. Darren's really <laughs> bringing it this week. Uh, yeah, like it, it's a it's t- it's tough watching it. Uh, I feel the same way because I watched the the UFC McGregor versus Donald's. Cowboy. Yeah, exactly. And like, it's one thing when they're like fighting, but when one of them is on the ground and the other guy like keeps punching him until the ref pulls him off, like that really just yeah, like really gets ugh. And it sucks. It's it's tough being both a football and like extreme sports fan, like uh, like combat sports fan, and knowing what is happening. Yeah. Biologically, when we're watching this and getting excited by it, little, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it's a really weird phenomenon. This is all stuff we can start talking about next episode because yeah. we just don't have time uh, to reviews this episode. I think. To get, to get us back on track, I really didn't do anything that noteworthy this week, so I thought I would just tell you, my friend messaged me last week, uh, and she says that she had a, fr- a friend in town visiting, and she says that this, infren- this friend informed her that the succulent she's been watering for a year was a fake plant, <laughs> <laughs> and what she thought was dirt was just a brown sponge. <laughs> How is she supposed to know, though? You know? I don't... It, it, it hasn't changed in a year. Like, So she waters it every single... So I, I imagine she's pretty adamant about watering it, then. She's pretty faithful yeah. to it. Yeah. I don't know if she waters it every day, because succulents don't require everyday water. But it's not like she was watering it when it turned brown, because it's a fake... It's a fake plant. Well, okay. I will say that like, <laughs> I do look at a lot of succulents and I'm like, is this fake? This is probably fake. Uh, and I also, why the fuck call it succulents? The, the, whenever I think of the word succulent, I'm like, oh. You think of Lizzo? I think of Lizzo. I'm like, dude, let's slather up some, some butter on that, on that big lady and just, just. Leave her in an r- empty room with me in an empty bathroom with me for a couple minutes, huh? See, it's like see that if episode some magic of Breaking happens. Bad. Yeah. If a fly gets <laughs> in there, we both got to figure out how to get that out. 
Yeah. We don't want it to contaminate it. All I'm, think- uh, all I'm saying is <laughs> succulents is the wrong word because, yeah, that's Lizzo. This is my same friend who set off her fire alarm uh, cooking wearing sunglasses. Well, setting off fire alarm, I get. It's very easy to do, especially in an L.A. apartment. Uh, and I imagine Boston apartments are pretty similar. And But the wearing sunglasses is just also I understand because <laughs> she has to look cool. <laughs> I yeah I get that Mr. Shades. Does it was it. actually it was my friend Mr. Shades. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So yes, we're we're on the same page. Mr. Shades does it all the time. Uh yeah. So yeah. Uh, I do have a lot of respect for my friend, so I don't want it to sound like I'm just making fun of her, but I'm making fun of some of her actions, and I think that that's okay. He's not laughing. You're not laughing at her. You're laughing at her actions that she does all, all the time. I'm not laughing at her. I'm laughing behind her back. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. Should we get it? Should we get into it? I think this is going to be a long one, so we might as yeah. well get in pretty. Uh, you can lead this because I think my like the the way my list went, I don't think is uh, up to code. But I did. I do have like the big ones on top. I just don't know how it is on the bottom. Okay, I'm. Should I, should I just introduce each one and then we'll both say who we have? Sure. Uh, and I want to make clear: this is our picks or our predictions. I I went with predictions. Uh, yeah. Is that what you went with? I'm hoping you did. Yes. Okay, cool. These are predictions. I just wanted it to be dramatic for the audience, the listener. These are <laughs> these are predictions for what we think will win in each category in the 2020 Academy Awards. The award for short film animated. Are we saying the nominees? I can't remember how we did it last year. Did we say the nominees or did we just say the... I think we should say the nominees. Okay. Uh, Dakara, Daughter, Hair Love, Kitbull, Memorable, Sister. Sounds like you're just saying a haiku. <laughs> I don't know how to... Because <laughs> nobody knows these uh, movies, so... I've seen all of these. Have you really? Yeah, I went to a screening of all the live a- or the all the animated short films on Saturday. I have seen none of them, so this will be So I have a bit of an advantage. Yes, you do. But also, famously, I haven't been 100% flawless in my picks, so uh what what is your guess? My guess is Kitbull just cuz I have found that going off of the coolest name is usually I didn't do this last year and I regretted it. I was I ate my words, and I didn't pick the coolest name last year. So this year, I'm picking the coolest name to win, and I'm hoping that it works. So Kitbull. Kitbull is a Pixar animated short film oh, fuck. about a a stray kitten and a pit bull who is a uh, dog fought. Uh, I think it's. I don't think it's the strongest Pixar short. I think it might be sort of touching on something about like animal uh, abuse 
animal abuse, but also like them working together is like uh, I don't, not inequality, but like what the fuck is that term? Just like different people coming together to work together. Okay. Whatever. Uh, my my pick is hair love. That was it's, that was it was between Kitbull and hair love for me. I think I'm gonna change mine to hair love. You fucking because I haven't right. seen him and I'm going off of you and you have seen him so I'm going off of yeah. hair love. Hair love is about a young black girl and her father. the The girl like wants her hair styled a certain way. Uh, the father tries to do it. He fails. Then he succeeds. Then they visit her sick mother in the hospital. Uh, Sounds produced Oscar by Beatty. Jordan Peele. Oh, then yeah. Oh, okay. Then yeah, hair love is my pick. Okay, well. I'm glad I know that now. Uh, keep moving along. The, the nominees for short film, live action, Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, The Neighbor's Window, Saria, and A Sister. So for me, this was between, this was again, uh, what what's the coolest name I can pick? And I picked Saria just because... It just, I haven't seen any of these and it sounded cool. It was between that and my neighbor's window. It might be Saria also. Saria. I picked Saria. Uh, I picked A Sister. I feel like there was a lot of, in the animated shorts, there was a lot of like familial bonds. So I thought that maybe that was just something the Academy was interested in this year. Just went for a, a, a big swing. And I also think like Brotherhood. I feel like when when the academy does try to be progressive, they'll like do it in like the smallest way possible. So they're like, "Yeah, we'll have a woman a movie about women win," but it's oh wait, it's a short film. Yeah, that sentiment worries me about my later picks. <laughs> me too. Uh-huh. Uh, Hashtag me too. The nominees for documentary short subject: In the absence, learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl. Life Overtakes Me, St. Louis Superman, and Walk, Run, Cha-Cha. Uh, I picked Learning to Skateboard in a War Zone because it sounded cool. I also haven't I seen it. I picked the same one, uh, and I, I've heard of this one before. I can't remember if I've seen it, but I, I know I've heard of it, so that just seemed like maybe it's the best. Yeah. I'm glad we're doing these first because we don't really have any explanations for why we're picking these. Yeah. Uh, and again, it's like, it's about like it being in a war zone. It's in like the Middle East. It's about a girl. So I feel like this is where they could be like, oh, look, we care about these things. All right. The nominees for visual effects. Avengers Endgame. The Irishman. The Lion King. 1917, and Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. I am picking The Lion King because it was fully animated and, well, mostly animated as far as I know. They animated all the the lions. They animated all the animals. I think it's all animated, isn't is it? it? Well, in that case, yes, it's still The Lion King. Haven't seen the movie, just seen the trailer. Looks well animated. Uh, I picked Avengers Endgame because both because I didn't think the Lion King looked that good, and I feel like 
I feel like the the Academy is going to sort of get sick of just like having live action animated Disney movies every year, you know? Yeah. I feel like they need to do something different. I hope it's the and I hope it's Endgame. I feel like because this is such a big event and it's sort of like the I know it's not the end of the Marvel era, but it like it feels like it's the end of the Avengers era, you know? Especially like with how it all comes out. I feel like this is the time where the Academy could kind of give them like a little bit. Yeah. And be like, yeah, you did some good work. Yeah, I guess so. I hope it's Endgame. So that's, that's my thoughts. <clears throat> uh, the Irishman, I haven't seen it, but from what I've heard is like the effects weren't that good. I've heard the effects are borderline terrible. Like they're cringy. Yeah. So, you know? Yeah, no. Probably going to win it. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, achievement in film editing. The nominees are Ford v. Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Parasite. So this is my only split. If, if I get this one right, I'll take a half a point or whatever. However the hell we're scoring it, I don't even know. Um, okay. I picked Parasite or Joker. Wow. Because I thought they were okay. like both really well edited. Yeah. Um, I uh, was nineteen seventeen on the list. No. Okay, good. I was like, that's that would be a dumb nominee <laughs> if that was on the list. I uh, I don't know. I don't know. Jake, what's your pick? I picked Ford v Ferrari, uh, a movie that I haven't seen. Did you see it? I didn't see it. But it's on it's on here. It's on my list. Of nominees? It's on it's on my list of picks. I think I picked it in one okay. category. Um I just I felt like it's like a a big action ish movie that's also kind of Oscar baity, so it seemed like maybe that would be I don't know. I just I, I, I kinda threw it out there for this one. Uh I, I don't feel great about it. I went back and forth. Okay. Nominees for production design. Once Upon a Time. In Hollywood. The Irishman. 1917. Parasite. And Jojo Rabbit. I went with 1917. All right. Because I think that what the art department did on that have uh, having to have everything built essentially at the same time. I mean, at five different times, because I think there's only like five cuts uh, and just having the actors literally like make it build a, a geological course with all of these real realistic uh, props and landscapes was amazing to me. And I think that that made a lot of what made that movie amazing. That's a that's a good point. I didn't cuz I was thinking like a World War 2 movie isn't like that or World War 1, I, I mean, isn't that like extraordinary, you know? But to think that like it was built like that. That is a that is a good point. Uh I I picked Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just cuz I feel like they're going to be like, oh, it's old Hollywood. It's so fun to watch. Like, I remember going to this diner when I was a boy and they drove past it. 
I feel like there'll be a lot of that. That's also a very good point because <laughs> uh, if I didn't... Okay, so I will say right off the bat, I don't have Once Upon a Hollywood. It, I, I haven't predicted it winning anything on here. Uh, but I'm starting to think that that is a bad move because knowing how the Academy Awards typically go in the past... Um, they are very mas- masturbatory. So they love everything yeah. Hollywood. And if it's about if it's a movie about movies or if it's a movie about Hollywood, they are probably going to pick it. And I'm starting to think that's why Tarantino made this movie. <laughs> this uh, this this might come back up later. We'll see. Okay. <laughs> uh, cinematography. 1917, The Lighthouse, The Irishman, Joker, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Should we just say it at the same time? Yeah, 1917. 1917. I, mean, <laughs> I mean, like, it's it's, a sh- it's it, not even a question. If it didn't win, that would be upsetting. I would be mad about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not even a question. Deacons I don't even... just killed it. Oh, my God. Is the... Lighthouse just nominated because they used like old film. Like I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like their token nod to the lighthouse in these nominations, I guess. There's a couple that are just like nominated in for like weird reasons. I feel like we also hit that one a little early, Jake. I feel like we hit the cinematography a little early. I'm just doing them in this order. Okay. That, that's it, all right, okay. All right. There's one that I haven't seen and I it's the only category that it's nominated in. And I've voted for it because it's the only category that it's nominated in. And we'll find out soon. Very soon. I have some guesses. Uh, next up, costume design. Uh, nominees are The Irishman, Little Women, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I said Jojo Rabbit uh, because I think that it, it was... It, it's One, it's a period piece. And like... It was between that and Little Women for me because Little Women is also a period piece, but I think Jojo Rabbit took it to another level when it was being fantastical and also like the subtle details, like making taking Taika Waititi's eyes and putting blue contacts in them to make him the Hitler that this child Is that costume or makeup? I don't really know actually. I'm not sure what that would entail. I guess makeup. Um <laughs> But, but it's something that he wears. Other than that, uh, um, why am I blanking on his name? The the gay general's costume. Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell's costume at the end was hilarious just because <laughs> you you look at it and you laugh. And it's it could have not been funny, but it was because he built it up to be this big thing. And then he finally puts it on at the end of the movie, and it's a really funny gag. Uh, and everything else, I, I just I was pretty impressed by um, all the costumes that they did. I mean, I guess it's it is your typical World War II Nazi garb, but yeah, um, they did take it to another level with things like that, subtle things like that. And Little Women, I haven't seen the movie. I have seen the trailer, and I I was like, wow, that, that's. Those are great costumes, but I think Jojo Rabbit seems like it might have been a little bit more creative. I could be wrong, though. 
You've seen it, and I haven't, so. Uh, I did pick Little Women. I don't, I don't know that the costumes are necessarily better than Jojo Rabbit. I mean, it's hard, it's really hard to say. Like, you're comparing sort of two different things. Uh, but it just seems like the sort of movie that wins that award is like, it is a period drama that have like accurate dresses and all of that. I, I feel like just having like multiple fancy dresses in your movie sort of gets you a, a big leg up in this yeah. <laughs> category. Because uh, there's only so much you can do with men's style, I think. Yeah. Uh, but I, I also, I think it, I think Jojo could definitely win. I just am not sure that like, they'll look at the Nazi uniforms and be like, yep, that's it. Yeah. I, I mean, know. it's just cause it's happened in so many movies already. And yeah. It, it might be hard. Uh, speaking of makeup, the next category is makeup and hairstyling. The nominees are bombshell Joker. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Judy, in 1917. I went with Maleficent because it was the only... This is the only category that that movie is nominated for. I haven't seen it. I know that their costumes and makeup look really cool uh, in the trailers, so I picked that. It was between this... If it wasn't nominated, though, I probably would have picked Bombshell. Um, but, yeah, it's it's just a, it's, it's a shot in the dark here. Uh, I did pick Bombshell just because they, I think Vice won last year and they did like real people. And I think that Bombshell was maybe a little bit more ambitious in like having so many people who were like real characters who like were modified in some way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I just, I think like it's on the level of Vice. And I think, like, that's something that they seem to like, is, like, having your characters look like real characters. I think they did an amazing job on, like, Charlize Theron, especially. Yeah. Like, she looks so much like... Uh, Megan Kelly. That lady's name is. Yeah. Yeah, I was really... When I watched the trailer, I was really impressed by how much each person looked not as much like themselves. Uh, yeah. and especially Charlie's Theron, I thought was the most, Im- among the most impressive of them because yeah, she looked just like Megan Kelly. It was very, it was kind of bizarre to see, to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's just my thinking on it. Uh, the nominees for sound mixing, uh, a category that. We looked into the difference last year, and I don't remember what the difference between this and the next one are. So, uh, Ad Astra, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I picked Ford v. Ferrari. Me too. Because it's cars, and (laughs) you have to get the, uh, you have to get this effect. You have to get that. The Doppler effect? Yeah. You got to get that. And uh, you got to get a lot of that with Ford v. Ferrari, especially. I picked Ford v. Ferrari because I was talking to my mom today. And she said that you have to see it in the theater because it feels like you're at a race. And I figured 
it's probably a good indication <laughs> that the sound is good. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, that's most car movies like that where it's like a racing movie, I feel like is a pretty good bet for sound mixing because there's so much going on at races. Um, you know, there's the crowd and the cars and the cars. So, yeah. All right. Like I said, sound editing is our next category. Uh, Ford v. Ferrari, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time, in Hollywood, Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. I went with 1917. Me too. Because <laughs> uh, it's a war movie. Yeah. And I did I was I correct? I think I picked Dunkirk last year for sound editing and it won. I think it was the only one that won. And it was, that was the only one that Dunkirk won, I think. Uh, that sounds right. I, I or maybe it wasn't Dunkirk. We, I think it was one. Be, I think it was the year whatever year, whatever year. I think it was the year before that that I picked Dunkirk because that's when whenever whatever year Dunkirk was nominated. Dunkirk was last year. Oh, OK, I think I think that. One of us picked Dunkirk for sound editing, and one of us picks it for sound mixing, and one of us got it wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not entirely sure what the difference is. But I think that the whole one-shot thing with the sound editing, uh, yeah. if, if I'm getting the difference correct, then I think that the one-shot gimmick with uh, paired with the sound editing will make this the strongest uh, pick for this category that was my thinking as well original song we have I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4 I'm standing with you breakthrough a movie I've never heard of into the unknown from Frozen 2 I'm gonna love me again from Rocket Man and stand up from Harriet now I saw I saw Toy Story 4 uh, right around Christmas. I think on Christmas is when I saw Toy Story 4. I heard this oh. song, and it just sounds like every other fucking Randy Newman song. Now... Yeah, I can't... I don't have any recollection of this song. So, uh, I don't really know any of these songs on this list. So, I picked the Elton John song, I'm Gonna Love Me Again. My choice, interestingly enough, is I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocketman. <laughs> Uh, I think it's got everything you want. It's like sort of upbeat. It's fun. It's like it's from someone that Hollywood knows and likes. It's like from a showman. I think he's. I think they're performing, right? So. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised if Elton John performed. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it just seems like it just seems like it's. I don't know. It seems like a good pick. Honestly, this was a hopeful one because of all these fucking picks, I'm like, man, my boy, El- give my boy Elton some <laughs> love. <laughs> yeah. Best original score. 1917. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. And Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. Now, of all of these, only one was... Only one of these movies I remembered any of the songs from. Should we just say it at the same time? I don't know if we. I don't know if we're gonna pick the same one. I'm a little bit. I'm kind of doubting it. You really think so? Okay, let's try it. One, two, one, two, three, three. Joker. Joker. Okay. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I think that Joker had the most memorable, and I think it would be... I mean, I guess it would make sense if they picked another one. I don't... I'm honestly, with the Oscars this year, and Joker being on the lists, I... It's one of the most unpredictable years because I have sort of a feeling in my head that uh, the Oscars are going to not give Joker They're gonna, anything. Like, shut it out. Yeah, because of, like, and due to... For, in purpose of, like, a protest yeah. about the movie. Even though nothing happened from it, like nothing of what the media <laughs> predicted happened from it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, Joker had a really great soundtrack. It had a really great score, I should say. I don't know how you could nominate Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker for original score when it's literally using almost entirely songs that already exist. And like songs that we've probably heard 20 times in the series. Like, to still be using, like, the Imperial March and shit like that, like... Yeah. I, like, I, the, I think that there are... I don't understand some... why any Star Wars movie gets <laughs> nominated for original score anymore, to be honest. Unless it's, like, completely different, like the prequels. I think, like, there are some fun... I think, like, Ray's song specifically in the new trilogy is, like, a fun song. I feel like it's different than what we've heard. But to have this nominated for original score, like, that's... That's a joke. Yeah. <laughs> it's the same damn song. So. Yeah. Agreed. Uh, I was going to skip this one, but it's like, I feel like it's just such a home run. We should just knock it out. Okay. Uh, international feature film. The nominees are Corpus Christi, Honeyland, Le Miserable, Pain and Glory, and Parasite. I mean, yeah, I don't, Parasite. I don't even think we have to say that it's going to be Parasite. <laughs> I, uh, I think Honeyland, it's it, interestingly is nominated for documentary feature. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's not a case where like last year Roma was best international feature and then best picture where you can sort of just assume if it's the only one nominated for best picture, it has to win. Right. Yeah. At least there like seems to be a something else in competition this year, which is interesting. Yeah, but I mean, Parasite. Yeah, most likely. Uh, yeah, a movie we may or may not talk about more later. Um, I have a feeling we will. What are you putting on your nose? This is some lotion. Okay. Got a dry nose underneath. Darren's just putting lotion on the. In between his nostrils. No, I'm putting it all over. I'm just starting down there. I don't know what, what that's called. Your septum. Uh, isn't the septum inside, though? I thought your whole thing... I thought the whole thing was a septum. That's possible. Uh, documentary feature. American Factory, The Cave, The Edge of Democracy, For Sama, and Honeyland. I picked Honeyland because it was also uh, nominated for the one we just talked about. Uh, I picked Honeyland as well before I realized that it was also nominated uh, because I've just heard a lot of really good things about it from various people. Uh, and that's really it. Yeah. Same. Haven't seen any of these movies. Yeah. Jake and I have not been doing the rounds as well this year. Actually, I'd uh, say for narrative movies, we've probably, we've probably seen more narrative movies this year than like more of these niche categories last year. But I think yeah. last year we watched more niche stuff and this year, yeah. Perhaps. 
best animated feature. How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. I Lost My Body, Klaus, Missing Link, and Toy Story 4. I said I lost my body. Uh, be- Me too. Because it, I, I just actually saw a trailer for this today, and it looked beautiful. Um, and, I mean, I saw lots of... I mean, I, I saw lots of, you know, trailer reviews of it, but it looked... It, it just... Of all of the, I know of all these other movies except for Missing Link, I guess. Um, but this is the one that jumped out at me the most in terms of its art style, and I feel yeah. like movies with great art styles often have great stories attached to them because, and I think that's that's why a lot of those great animation teams get attached to them, is because they want to make this story that's that you know is very good to them. So that's why I picked that. Uh, I feel like How to Train Your Dragon and Toy Story, like, they're part of a big series, so it's, like, it's hard to tell sometimes whether that is, like, a bonus for it that, like, it's well-known, or if, like, like with, uh, whatever we were talking about earlier. Oh, like with The Lion King, if, like, they get sick of seeing them. But, yeah, I lost my body. I mean, it just looks gorgeous. Yeah. Simple as that. All right, on to, on to the big boys. Um, where, uh, where dreams are made and hearts get broken. And copies of movies are sold. <laughs> uh, the nominees for Best Adapted Screenplay. The Irishman. Joker. Jojo Rabbit. Little Women and The Two Popes. Okay, so this one is a bit of a passion pick for me. I, I kind of let my heart go on this one more than my brain for the prediction. Uh, I picked Jojo Rabbit because um, of all these movies, I think the Jojo Rabbit has... I mean, like, like I said, I haven't... I mean, like I keep saying, I haven't seen all these movies. I haven't seen The Irishman. I haven't seen Little Women. Uh, there's another one in there I haven't seen, too. And uh, I still feel like Jojo Rabbit was such a good story um, that it should be it should win this award. Um, however, I'm a little this is the one I'm a little bit doubtful of in my mind that it will actually win. That's interesting that you picked that because Little Women it does seem like a really good adaptation of a source that a lot of people like. Uh, a lot of people are fans of it. It really seems like the sort of thing that could win. But I did pick Jojo Rabbit. Nice. Uh, I, after I saw this movie, I was like, that's winning Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, and I hope Taika I, wins, too. I, I, would, I mean, I would love it. I, it deserves it, I think. Yeah. He gave, us right. what, he gave us what we do in the shadows, which is probably... It's one of the best Halloween movies ever made. Was that on your list, Les? Uh, no, but uh, it is. It's in the top 15. Uh, Best original screenplay. Knives Out, 1917, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Parasite. Sorry, what were you about to say? (laughs) I was just going to say, like, what's weird to me is I don't... I don't think that Joker is any more adapted than, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is. Like, I get... 
how it's based on an existing pro- but like it's so different it's not based on any one thing yeah it's based on just like a character who exists putting it in that category so is a bit of a cop-out in my opinion yeah literally literally todd phillips said we wanted to make an original movie and market it as a comic book movie so that people would buy it so this movie has almost nothing to do with batman like there there are the Wayne like I get I get it but at the same time like what tell me what this is adapted from Yeah Anyway yeah parasite uh I I was tempted to go with knives out just because it was like maybe the only thing it's nominated for and I did really like knives out but I mean it's fucking parasite yeah. 1917, I don't know how that's in this category. Uh I think I think 1917 was a great movie, but its story was not why. It's yeah, it's a I I I definitely see 1917 as more of a technical achievement than a story achievement. I don't the story like it's not bad. I think the story succeeds in that it's just enough to carry you through to yeah. enjoy the technical achievement. And that's I'm sure, like, all they could have hoped for when you're making a movie like that. Yeah. But to put it in the same category as some of these, it's just, I don't know. Yeah. The nominees for actor in a supporting role. Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Al Pacino, The Irishman. Joe Pesci, The Irishman. Anthony Hopkins, The Two Popes. And Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. I picked Tom Hanks. I haven't seen that movie, but he's not really a supporting actor. And I think that that's, he doesn't seem like the supporting (laughs) actor of that movie. So I'm just going to say that, uh, he should get that for being a lead actor who was nominated for a supporting actor award for whatever reason. It does seem like one of those things where they knew that he wouldn't win lead actor. So they like put him up for supporting actor. Yeah. Uh, also, like, because the movie is about a journalist who's interviewing him, I see, like, I think you could maybe make that argument, but, like, he plays Mr. Rogers in the Mr. Rogers neighborhood. Like, I don't, I don't know. I, has Tom Hanks uh, ever won an Academy Award? I don't, I don't know. I'm going to look this up, and I think... Hey, Google, has Tom Hanks won an Academy Award? Oh, he won back-to-back for Forrest Gump and Philadelphia. Oh, interesting. Okay. Well, uh, I was going to say this could be his Leo DiCaprio moment, but uh, (laughs) still, I think he's probably going to win because they got a lead actor in the supporting actor category. That's a little suspicious, if you ask me. Uh, I, I was real tempted by Tommy here because especially I feel like a lot of people in the academy watch Mr. Rogers, and so they just have like a soft spot for him and a soft spot for Tom Hanks. But I went with Brad Pitt. Uh, speaking of like a, a Leo moment, I feel like this could be his. Uh, he's been nominated so many times, but I don't think he's ever won, right? Do you have to ask Google again? Hey, Google, has Brad Pitt won an Academy Award? I don't know if your mic picks up. Uh, he won as like he's won as producer, I think. Oh, not for acting. 
Well. It just seems like because it's Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it's Brad Pitt and all of that, it just seems right. All right. You, you've, pull, you've twisted my arm. I'm going to pick Brad Pitt. I'm changing it. You stop changing to my picks. Why? I can do that. Because then it, it won't be interesting to see who gets more right if you're just <sighs> picking all the same things. as We've had like three different picks this whole time. Okay. All right. Tom Hanks. <laughs> I'm sticking to Tom Hanks, but I think... I think I now think Brad Pitt is going to win. <laughs> I mean, fine, change if you want, but <laughs> this should be a T-shirt. <laughs> uh, nominees for actress in a supporting role: Kathy Bates in Richard Jewell, Laura Dern in Marriage Story, Scarlett Johansson in Jojo Rabbit, Florence Pugh in Little Women, and Margot Robbie in Bombshell. Supporting actress, I said ScarJo. Okay. Uh, I think she did. She actually yeah, did a really good job, and it, it was surprising to see her uh, in because she she bridged the gap of being dramatic and comedy, and I think she was really the only actor in the whole movie who wasn't really being a goofball the entire movie. Um, yeah. And she, and because of that, it, well, it, it grounded the movie a lot. I think if ScarJo wasn't in the movie, it wouldn't have felt as grounded. Um, that's, that's true, for sure. She did a really good job. But it wouldn't have felt as light also. It, it, she, she, all I'm saying is she, she mixed together the two so well, and I don't know if any other actress could have done that as well as she did. Yeah, she is the finest actress of our generation. And ain't that the truth? <laughs> uh, I picked Laura Dern in Marriage Story. Uh, I watched this last week after, I think the, the after we recorded last time, uh, and I'm sure we can talk about it more. But as I was watching, I hated her character so much. I w- I was like getting mad at her, and I was like, "How is she nominated for Best Actress?" And then I realized I was taking my feelings for the character out on the actress, which probably means she's doing like a good job, you know? Yeah. Like, to 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 rile me my emotions so much. Uh, She's doing her job. I feel like job. she did an excellent job. Yeah. Uh, you don't want to change that one, Darren? No, I don't. I still think it's ScarJo. Uh, best actor in a leading role. We haven't done director yet. Nope. Oh, okay. Uh, I mean. No, okay, just, just go on, no, just go on the list. Just go on your list. I'll, I'll, I'll read the nominees. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Antonio Banderas, Pain and Glory. Adam Driver, Marriage Story. Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. You missed... Uh, no, I think that's all of them. I think that's all of them, right? <laughs> you, missed, uh, you, you missed one. I don't know. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix in Joker. Sorry. My mistake. Uh, I mean, it, it's very clear now that we both think the same <laughs> thing about this one. Um, yeah, Joaquin's probably going to take this one home, I think. I can't imagine any other outcome. I think this is one of those years where every other actor who's nominated is just kind of like, why even fucking show up? <laughs> I I know that uh, Johnny said that Adam Driver should win, but that's just... So incorrect. <laughs> um, yeah. I, 
I mean, it's a performance that regardless of your thoughts on the movies, like it has everything that the Academy wants. He lost a lot of weight. He was like method or whatever. There's a a ton of range that he portrays. I in the movie, it's insane. Yeah. I was blown away by his I was just blown away. That's one of the reasons that that movie got a 10 is I mean and it was driven. It was entirely pulled by him. I think also the more you know about like how the filming of that movie went, the more you have to respect like Joaquin's We talked about it on the show before and I watched the video where Todd Phillips is talking about after the shooting on the subway he was supposed to hide the gun in that bathroom and then like splash water on his face or something. And they just got on set and they just worked through it. And they were like, this doesn't feel like what he would do. And so he like together, they just figured out that like he starts this little dance and it's like so creepy and like just so, so weird. And like to come up with that and like every little thing in this movie, it's just so well done. I mean, (laughs) yeah, I, I don't I don't know, man. Yeah, it's I don't if this is another one that if he didn't win, I feel like it would upset me and a lot of other people because I I just I couldn't see that I, I, I couldn't see how they would think any other performance outacted Joaquin Phoenix in this movie. And you're right, regardless of your thoughts on the movie and on the whole you cannot deny that his performance was amazing. Yeah. I I what are you going to do? Give it to Leonardo DiCaprio for playing an old actor whose best days are behind him? <laughs> what range? <laughs> um I it has to be. Uh okay. <laughs> Actress in a leading role. Uh Cynthia Erivo. Erivo? Harriet. Scarlett Johansson. Marriage Story, Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, Charlize Theron, Bombshell, Renee Zellweger, Judy. So, um, I don't know much about any of these movies. Um, oh, you haven't seen any of these, have you? I don't think so. It's because I'm a huh. fucking man, dude. I'm fucking masculine. <laughs> uh, but I really do want to see Little Women. Um, and so I picked Saoirse. Uh, because I think that she, I just like, I don't know. I just like Saoirse Ronan. I think she's a really good actor. I liked her in Lady Bird a lot. Um, I was going to pick Renee Zellweger for Judy. Um, because I think that of all the actresses, Renee Zellweger reminds me the most of Judy Garland. So, uh, that was like a strong pick for me, but, um, yeah, I, I, I'm just going with Sersha just based on the fact that I just like her as an actress. I picked Sersha as well. I think she does a great, great job in that movie. Uh, and I haven't seen a few of these other ones, so just seemed, it just seemed right. Can you imagine if ScarJo doubled up? That's what I was just going to bring up. I'd like, How pissed would everyone be if Scarlett Johansson won two fucking Academy Awards? In the same, that's crazy. I think this is insane. I think Laura Dern was nominated for multiple Emmys, also, or she was nominated for multiple Emmys, and 
Best Supporting Actress in the same year. Like, <laughs> and that's not even that's not even including her role in Little Women, which was also excellent. Yeah. Like she she was a fucking force this year. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I feel like it'll be Sersha. I don't know. All right, couple bit couple of the big ones left. Uh, best achievement in directing. Bong Joon Ho, Parasite. Sam Mendes, 1917. Todd Phillips, Joker. Martin Scorsese, The Irishman. Quentin Tarantino, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I picked Sam Mendes because there were so many moving parts that he had to get exactly right at the exact right times to get this movie to work. And he had to get his actors to rehearse so much to get these big long takes uh and it wasn't just like hey remember you know remember this page of dialogue it was like hey remember this quarter of a movie remember the quarter of the entire movie uh of dialogue and action and do it all convincingly and darren i think there were more cuts than you might think uh dude i i watched the making there were really not that many cuts there were seriously only like a handful of cuts. Anytime they, anytime the screen went dark, there was a cut. Uh, anytime there was like um, quick, like fast movement. I I noticed I noticed a little bit of trickery. Yeah, I mean there is. There's 34 hidden cuts. <clears throat> Still, I I I'm not disagreeing with you. I think that it's a it's an excellent achievement. But 34 like. I'm just also, saying, like, still. Stage actors memorize whole plays, so. Well, that's even, even <laughs> if, that's, that's even better for my argument here. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's Sam Mendes on this one. This, is a t- this one was a really tough one, because I want Quentin Tarantino to finally win a Best Directing. But. Did he not win it for Pulp Fiction? Oh, I don't know. He won Best Screenplay. I thought he won Best Directing for that also. I don't know. Um, uh, hey, Google. Does Quentin Tarantino have an Academy Award for Best Director? I can't hear what you're saying. Uh, okay. Hey, Google, stop. He was nominated, but he didn't win. He won Best Original Screenplay. Uh... I'm wondering if yeah. this will be his Leonardo DiCaprio Oscars. I don't know. I, I I was really weighing that. I was weighing Martin Scorsese. He's just such a big name in. I know. I feel like I, I want. I I feel like everyone's very sick of Scorsese winning direct, best director. Yeah. Every fucking. Year I feel like the, so many people in the Academy have to respect him so much. Uh, Joker. I feel like Todd Phillips. Just on how he acted after the movie came out, probably got himself out of contention for this one. I think, yeah, that's exactly, those are my thoughts exactly. Sam Mendes, I think he did an excellent job putting the movie together, but I have to give it to Bong Joon-ho. I mean, like... <sighs> I wanted to pick like, Bong Joon-ho. Like Alfonso Cuaron last year, I feel like they'll show some respect for the foreign films. I I feel you. I am fighting for Parasite on this one. I love Parasite, and I the the longer I spend away from Parasite, the more I love it. Uh, 
It is I I'm on a Death Grips trash posting page and <laughs> I have fought for the most DG director to be title to be named Bong Joon Ho. Um yeah. Anyway. Nice. Yeah. Uh all right, best picture. And this is where we stop to remind you that these are not our picks but our predictions. Uh the Academy what did, what did you have last year winning Best Picture? I forgot. What was even nominated last year? What even what won last year? Green Book won last year. Oh, I definitely didn't pick that. <laughs> uh, Black Panther, Black Klansman, Roma, Green Book. Oh, I Book. picked Roma. Yeah, me too. Uh, just want just to throw that out there. These are our predictions. For Best Picture, the nominees are Ford v. Ferrari. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Tom Hollow. Once Upon Paris a Tom Hollowood. Uh, Darren. Uh, so I kind of played this thoughts. one by process of elimination. Um, I was like, it's. The Oscars probably aren't going to pick something that came out on a streaming service for best, for best Picture. I don't think that we are at that level. I don't think we have progressed. I don't think the Academy has progressed enough. I don't think they have enough of the old fogies out yet. So none of those. And uh, 1917, great movie. Don't think it holds a candle to um, something that has everything going for it, like beautiful cin- cinematography and set design, story, acting, all that stuff. Um, And uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood uh, was regarded as one of the worst Tarantino movies ever made by a lot of people. It was very polarizing. Um, So I had to go with Parasite. Uh, And Joker is great, but I once again, I think the Todd Phillips stuff, and I think that also, the Academy is going to uh, probably pro- protest it. I just, I just have a feeling. Um, so I do think Parasite will win Best Picture uh, at the Oscars this year. I think that something we talked about last year a lot is that an Academy Award is oftentimes... I don't, not a like sort of a lifetime achievement award. It's I I don't think that they the academy does a good job of just looking at one piece of work. Uh, I think that they weigh an entire career. Uh, that's part of the reason that I think Saoirse Ronan might not win. Um, there is a director who has directed many iconic movies in the past uh, and never won Best Picture. Uh, he made a movie about Hollywood. Uh, it's about, it's a period piece. There's crime in it. Just a bunch of stuff that the, the, the Academy loves. They just shit themselves for that. Uh, so. You look very begrudged about this. With all of that in mind, against my better judgment, I had to pick Parasite. (laughs) I just... I, I'm going to get my hopes up again, and I'm going to have another moment like last year where Green Book won. I, 
I'm predicting Parasite to win, but I truly have accepted in my heart that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win Best Picture. I, well, okay, yeah, I, I, th- I thought that was what was coming. Um, I, I gotta say, though, the fact that Green Book won last year should be a good sign that Parasite will win this year because you look at all of what Green Book was up against last year, you know? All of it was better, arguably. Uh, and... This year, and I think that that was the Academy's way of saying, we're not racist. We're picking this movie just because it is about a black man. Uh, That's what it seemed like. Even though they could have picked Roma and still had the best movie, in my opinion, and not looked racist because it's it's not white people in that (laughs) movie. But they didn't. So uh, this year, there's no... There's no nominees that are really uh, like outwardly about like racism or conquering racism really uh they're all they're all jojo rabbit okay yeah but that's it's not really about i guess so yeah sort of it's more about (laughs) it's more about it's about a, a young nazi learning to love a jew i guess yeah but it de- the point Jojo Rabbit doesn't really seem it's there's no black people in Jojo Rabbit is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. There's no, it's it's not a difference of I skin it. color. It's a white people movie. That's what I'm trying to say. And Parasite is the one on here that has no white people. And I think and I hope because not only is it the one with no white people and one of the best movies on the list. Uh so they win they they have a win-win there it's a diversity choice for them so that they don't look racist and they look good publicly this seems more likely it seems more likely this year that they will pick parasite i agree with you and that's why i felt comfortable picking it i think for everything you've said um i think a big thing is because like roma is about mexico and like I think even like last year, I feel like no, I, I the the idea of like Mexicans and all of that stuff is like so charged in the U.S. right now that I feel like they just didn't want to touch it. Yeah, and I feel like Parasite, while it touches on many of the same things themes, I mean, it they're fucking both movies about like housekeepers and stuff. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> but it's no, it's about Korean people so like they're i feel like they could they can distance themselves they can say it's about like being open to different stuff while also distancing themselves in some way sorry (laughs) uh distancing themselves from like some controversy uh i agree with you no other movie particularly stands out um yeah i think that um i think that uh I think Parasite just kind of like it, it. It's so much different from everything else. That's I mean, what's you could say like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is like is uh, pretty. I don't know. It's not really that different though. I mean, it's it's different in the fact that it's like a comedy. That's the only reason it's different. And Joker is different. Pretty. It seems pretty. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and The Irishman seem fairly similar in that they're like. <laughs> Both pretty close in tone to what the directors have done before. They're both really long. They both are just like 
sort of meandering in their plots yeah. that like really take a long time for anything to happen. <laughs> yeah. I also think like because Green Book won last year and there's a lot of backlash, I feel like the Academy I, I don't I don't know if they're smart enough to learn from that, but I do think like part of it is at some point they have to realize if they keep doing like making these bad choices the system will fall apart. Yeah. Uh, maybe this is maybe this is something we should have talked about at the top of the show, which I was thinking about before we started recording. Then I sort of forgot. Is that I before the Super Bowl party last night? Some of us were talk, or some people I wasn't involved were talking about like what they think is going to win Best Picture and all of that. And I kept my picks to myself because we're all in a pool together, so I don't want to give anyone information. Uh oh. And. They were talking about it, and they were talking about how they think Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is going to win. And then they're like, yeah, because the Oscars are stupid. And I agree with that. And it makes me – like, why do we talk about them? I get, like – this is a movie podcast. I feel like we almost have to. Yeah. But – We talk about this, this movie – we talk about movies because we like movies, though. We don't talk about them because of the Oscars. We take this one episode a year to talk about this – Uh I, like, just don't care about the Oscars. Like, they're in no way the best indicator of what is the best movie or any, like... No, it's, well, I mean, I think Joaquin Phoenix put it the best when he said himself, when he accepted his Golden Globe Award for Joker, he said, we all know that this is all bullshit, and the only reason anybody wins these things is to sell more movies is so the studio yeah. can sell more movies that's the only reason the oscars exist uh and yeah i mean it's kind of like the grammys like the grammys mean even less to anybody like i mean it, nobody who's like a tr- who i consider to have like good music tastes listens to almost anything from th- that wins grammys on the other hand, like people who I consider to have really good music taste do watch a lot of movies from or, or movie, movie taste do watch a lot of movies that win Oscars. But I mean, there's a lot of that being said, there's still a lot of movies that are missing from the Oscars that I think should be nominated that aren't that I would still consider good taste in movies, even though they're not nominated. The point is. The Oscars should not be should not dictate what you watch and don't watch or what you like and don't yeah. like. I I mean it's slow going because of the process that it is, but I do think that it's getting better over time. Um I mean, you can just look at a list of like the biggest best picture snubs of all time and the, like the fact that Forrest Gump beat Pulp Fiction, that's insane. Yeah, and there's Forrest a Gump, like there's a lot of will Forrest we just... Gump has not aged that well. <laughs> yeah. Whereas Pulp Fiction, I think, is still like a an SCC, a Stone Cold classic. I mean, there are a lot of '90s sensibilities that haven't aged well in Pulp Fiction too, but but it 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 captures that era better than like Forrest Gump is sort of about Vietnam, but like in the least offensive way to anyone possible. <laughs> I suppose, yeah. I, I I mean, Citizen Kane, which people consider the best picture of all time, didn't win, so... Yeah. <laughs> I know what you Th- mean. Just think about that. Yeah. Uh, 
We, I mean, again, like it, it does sound disingenuous when we just spent an hour talking about all this stuff. Uh, I don't know. It is what it is. I don't care about the Oscars. I would. I, I'm only watching because like we're having a party. And I think, uh, I think over the years too, I used to care about the Oscars a lot. And I think over the years too, I've cared less and less about um, the awards, the show. It's just, I don't know. It just, it holds too much weight. It's a lot of times very pretentious and it's another fucking award show. Like awards don't matter. It's a piece of fucking metal that you put up on your fireplace. That's it. It's like a college degree. It's a piece of paper that you put above your fireplace. <laughs> uh, that you spend a yeah, lot of money so, to get. So on that, we we both just took the most cynical turn, considering we both think like Parasite, which by both of our estimations is at least a top three movie of the year, is going to win <laughs> Best Picture. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, to be honest, though, Parasite is maybe the most cynical movie we could have picked in in essence. In its theme, it's maybe the most cynical one. I don't know. I'm weighing that in Joker, and it's just real hard to say what's I mean, yeah, Joker Joker and Parasite are I would almost <laughs> wager are equally cynical. But Yeah. We should call this and we then, should call this podcast Cynicals. Then you have Jojo Rabbit, which I think is the opposite end. Very uplifting. Uh, those are our Oscar predictions. Um, Darren did a split, so I'm going to do a split for Best Picture of Parasite and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> you get you get half a point. I don't know if we're scoring these or anything, but you get if if we uh, are, you get half a point for that one. No, I'm I'm going with Parasite. I. I'm really projecting Parasite to fucking clean up, so... Yeah. Let's hope. Um, yeah. Uh, do you want to just both count up how many we got right? We can talk about it next week. I guess so. Beginning. I'm probably not even going to watch. you can send me your list. Yeah. Okay, but... Ugh. <laughs> uh, yeah. That was... Snickles Red Carpet. Snickles Red Carpet. Uh, th- those were flashing cameras. Joaquin, Joaquin, look over here. No, nah, I don't wanna. <laughs> That's my impression of Joaquin Phoenix. Let's get David Lynch in here. He's not going to the Oscars. He's got no reason. Uh, that's actually the least correct thing you've said today. David Lynch is earning a lifetime achievement Oscar. No this fucking year. way, really? <laughs> I didn't know. Yeah. That. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> uh, he's probably uh, so, still going to be there. <laughs> Darren is at minus one points uh, currently. <laughs> <laughs> David Lynch is uh, a questionable human being. He has questionable morals, but we'll get into that in a later episode. I think we may have we may have talked about it already. Well, I look, look, we got five white men. T- well, four white men for best director, one Korean man. It's not. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, what? Do, what do you? Do you have any final thoughts? I was just gonna say, uh, if 
pay, pay attention to your health, you know? Uh, I said I was lifting. It's been getting me into a more fit mindset. Uh, exercise makes you feel better emotionally, and it makes you often feel better um, physically, too. I mean, often. I say often because the day after the gym, you'll feel very sore. But all the other times, feels like you're walking on a cloud if you do leg day, you know? So uh, try to cut out sugar uh, if you're trying to be fit. Um, if not, then just enjoy your life and just eat sugar. Uh, I cut it out because it makes me crash, and but I love it. I love eating it. It's amazing. But yeah, it makes me crash too much. So yeah, just take care of yourself and, um, you know, exercise. What are yours? Um... I just think that we should all watch movies. Um, it's just fun to watch a movie. You're, you're watching a story about characters who are different from you, who live in a different world. Um, it's just, it, it's exciting and fun. I also think... Okay, we're, we're over our time limit, but I'm just going to take this time to say, I feel like people, I'm, I'm, here's, here's what it is. I'm so fucking sick of people saying, oh, there's no original movies anymore. Uh, there's no original movies anymore. Like, you know what? Like, Citizen Kane is basically a biopic, right? The Godfather, that was a fucking book. Um... Jaws was adapted from a book, right? Like, all these fucking... Yeah, Jaws was a book. No, fucking Nosferatu, one of the first ever movies, was just a straight ripoff of Dracula. So, all these people who fucking complain all the time that there's no original movie. Like, you're just so wrong. There's just so many... There's more movies than ever. There... If there are no original movies now, then there were never original movies. Psycho, one of the greatest movies, that's a fucking adaptation. Like, let's just fucking chill with saying that and actually talk about movies based on how they are and not just the, the fact that they're a sequel or based on something else or a remake or anything. Somebody once, it just, somebody once told me that there's only, I think, like 26 variations. There's like 26 different storylines you could possibly... Like, skeletal storylines you could possibly yeah. have and then there's like infinite variations of it uh so yeah if you think about that movies haven't been original after the 26th storyline was discovered like parasite is basically people uh, people would love to call that an original story but it's basically just a fucking fairy tale where someone comes gives the main character power he helps his family and then they abuse the power so they get punished for it like, that's, that's, that, the fucking Grimm Brothers could have written that shit. Yeah. It's, I just, it, it offends me personally when people say all this shit all the time. Ugh. Just talk about a movie for its actual merits and not for how you think it will be or anything like that. Yeah. Okay? Because... Even taking an old movie and, like, I challenge anyone who says that to take, like, The Godfather and then set it in 
2020 because that's going to take so much work to update all this stuff and like do Ugh, it just makes me so mad jake's jake's raging i need to find a piano just, track to play over our final thoughts every episode okay <laughs> i just hate like the lazy takes on things like it's it's just what people say when they're trying to sound informed i feel like when they're trying to sound smart but they haven't actually thought enough to come up with something on their own yeah that's what they say anyway also just watch movies they're fun it's a fun time yeah or don't if you don't like movies don't watch them why do you even listen to this podcast that's if you don't like movies you're just wrong t-shirt right there (laughs) uh that's all i have thanks for listening uh this has been the the snickles academy awards episode as i'm sure you can tell if you've listened if you're just now starting to listen i don't know how that happened yeah uh but uh darren i do hope that you remember that uh yeah i do fucking remember that oh my god all right bye